in January, uh, we did a series called Seeds. You may remember, Sowing for uh, Growth. And I want to come back to that uh, this morning and uh, say a few things uh, about it. We'll use uh, the same hashtag that we used back then this morning. If you're um, on Twitter today, hashtag seeds. You might remember the seeds series because of that embarrassing moment when I asked who had actually done something about what we talked about last week to raise their hands. And almost nobody raised their hands. And there was that awkward sort of embarrassment in the air. Remember that? Yeah, it's easy. There's a reason you remember it all a bit. Suddenly it all got a bit tense between us. And um, we wondered what on earth we were all doing with our lives. And, uh, and so we, anyway, we quickly moved on, got over that. Um, as if the fact that we never did any of this stuff should bother us. Let's not get caught on that technicality. Um, but you might also also remember it because um, we gave out packets of sunflower seeds. And suddenly there's another awkward silence and you remember where you put your seeds. Some of you can't even remember where you put them. Some of you can't even remember taking them home even though you did. But again, let's not get too hung up on the ten. Well, staggeringly, some of you actually did something about it and took those seeds and began to plant them. So there's a picture of uh, Fran- um, oh, sorry. There's a picture of Francis and Jonathan's seeds coming up. I'm jumping the gun. Now. There's a picture of Tom and Jemima, uh, Katie and Barney, and the sunflower seeds that they uh, grew in their back garden. Jonathan and Francis, even though, to be fair, they've got quite a lot on their plate, have also managed to slip in growing a couple of sunflower seeds in between wedding planning and all uh, of the rest, though. Um, Liz Finch made it above head height. How cool is that? We've had more response about sunflower pictures than the rest of the preaching all Just saying, just a technicality, let's not get bogged down in it. Um, Sally and Andy's granddaughter, Ava, she also has ones towering above her. Look at those. And then maybe perhaps uh, the, the biggest, although they haven't exactly been measured and weighed, uh, Alenia Novak showing off hers rather proudly there in, in the garden. Now, <laughs> how, how amazing are all those? Some of you have renewed interest in your packet of sunflower seeds that's on the shelf somewhere in the kitchen. Maybe it even made it to the shed. But if you ask the people that grew the seeds, well, how come you managed to do that? In the middle of such a busy life with so much going on, they'll go, oh, it's nothing really. You know, in good English, kind of play it all down. Nothing, nothing really. But what they will say is that, well, all it needed was a bit of water, or a bit of this, or a bit of that. And if you question them, or perhaps they might say, well, really what they need is just to make sure every now and again that there's enough water. Occasionally you might need to repot it. starts off in a pot, and you plant it outside, and so on. I'm talking like I know what I'm on about. I haven't got a clue. No radical adjustment to their lives. 
No humongous change in schedule. It's unlikely that there was a family meeting and the whole week's routine got turned upside down. But a decision was made that in the normal routine of their lives, we could probably water a sunflower seed from time to time. Maybe when I water the rest of the garden, I'll water the seed. When we go up to the allotment, let's not forget to water the sunflowers before we turn home. Somehow it fitted into a regular routine so that it wasn't overwhelming, all-consuming or all-demanding. We didn't spot, did we, the people growing the sunflower seeds because they came in on a Sunday. (gasps) I'm exhausted with all those... They just walked in like everybody else without a care in the world. I'm growing sunflowers. Fit it all in, no worries. Why? Because somehow they'd come up with a rhythm that worked in their routine that wasn't totally overwhelming. And they probably didn't stress too much about it. They didn't stand by the seed and please grow, please. They're not red in the face with burst blood vessels for longing the sunflower to produce it. Somehow, while they went about their ordinary lives and did a little bit, the sunflower grew. And you hardly notice each time you go out that it's growing, because it doesn't look too dissimilar to the last time you saw it. But then suddenly, you look back and something quite remarkable has happened. Stories, of course, of the kingdom. Jesus told a story, didn't he, of a mustard seed, a really small, a bit like a sunflower seed. And I know it's the smallest of seeds, yet when it grows, it really actually grows. And when it gets going, it actually produces something that causes grown people, when they see a picture of it, to go, way, and even applaud. That's how well a sunflower grows, like a mustard seed. You have to have courage, though, don't you, to put that little seed in the ground. Because if you put that little seed in the ground and nothing grows... The sense of failure can be enormous. Some of you are aching from personal reality. But you plant the little seed with a sense of trust that the seed will do what the seed is there to do. Seeds do what seeds do. And in the right soil, it began to grow. So not only does growth start small, but you have to trust God for the growth, which is another story that Jesus told. Remember, he says the kingdom of God is like a man who scatters seed on the ground night and day. Whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows because seeds do what seeds will do. And eventually, as if all by itself, the soil produces uh, the fruit. But there's a question of trust A question of what is my rhythm to plant and cultivate. There's a question of patience. A question of time. If we'd looked back at the growth of the sunflowers a week after we'd given you the seeds, obviously there would have been no story uh, to tell. So what are the seeds that we need to plant? Well, you might remember the four seeds that I believed that God was saying to us as a community that we need to 
significantly work on, learn about, develop, cultivate in our lives as we began 2015. To listen to God and do what he says. To have somehow to cultivate that as just a a way of, of life so that that rhythm grows naturally, individually and uh, corporately as a community. To lean into our key relationships, our primary relationship with God. Those gods given around us who are discipling us or who we are discipling. And then our out relationships, those that God's calling us to reach out to. To live as growing extended families. To say, okay, God's given me these people around me. How can I develop this sense of family, this sense of community that I can already see, that God's already placed me in? And then finally, how can we love both celebration, being here on a Sunday when we're all together, it's tribal in one sense, and then being in community where I can know people and be known, where I can respond to people, where they can respond to me, where there's fellowship in a meaningful and real way at a deeper level than on a Sunday. And out of that community context, we can see God at work. Question. What small seed could you plant this autumn and regularly cultivate? So a small seed, so I'm thinking about a relatively small thing, that you would plant into your life, that you would regularly and routinely cultivate. You see, the trouble with my gardening skills is that if something needs watering, let's give it all the water it needs for the next six weeks, then you don't need to worry about it anymore. But it doesn't work like that. So what what is the little, but maybe more often, that we need to plant to grow in our lives to produce the kind of fruit that God's asking of us. Something little, but with regularity. Time for a a quick conversation with those that are around you. Pick one, not all four, just pick one of those things and come up with as many ideas, as many things that you could do Ways that you could plant something into your rhythm in order to see one of those seeds grow. You're thinking about small, you're thinking about regular, and then with a whole dose of trust and faith, God will cause it to grow. So pick one, come up with as many things between you that you could do, they're not all going to suit either of you, many things you could do to plant and cultivate a particular seed. Think small, think regular, think rhythm. Go. So just to keep, keep kind of wrestling with it together, just for some moments. There, there are really good things that God will naturally grow among us. I believe without a lot of strain and stress, if we cultivate the seeds that he's giving us uh, to plant. So listen to God and do what he says. You, you might have talked naturally, I guess, about the personal time that you would spend with God, whatever time of day that turns out to be, whether that's in your rhythm for every day at the moment or just there are a few times a week where you know that you are, uh, you'll, you'll sit down and you'll use soap. 
Scripture observation application prayer that we've been thinking about over these last few weeks. If that's a mystery, forward slash soap on the website. This is a very simple way of, of learning to read the Bible, to listen to God and to try and put it into, into practice. And like all rhythms, we need to attach it to something. Uh, otherwise, it just sort of drifts in no man's land. And the things that drift, we never quite get round to doing. So it might be after a meal. It might be before a meal. It might be the first thing you do when you get up, the last thing you do at night. But you're attaching um, a little seed that you're going to plant. Uh, and you'll do it for a few days and you'll think, well, this hasn't really changed my life. Well, well, no, it won't change your life any quicker than the, the planting of the sunflower seed will grow. But over time, it will make a difference that will make you step back and go, wow, like the results of those sunflowers. You might decide, well, I do need a better rhythm of, of taking seriously what I hear God saying. And I'm conscious that on a Sunday morning, I hear God speak to me quite a lot, but I've often lost it soon after lunch. Because we get home, we make the lunch, we do the washing up and all that. So I'm going to spend 20 minutes when I sit down with my Sunday coffee after lunch thinking about what took place in the morning here in church. Listening to what the Spirit would say. I need to still hear and remember uh, and begin to apply it to uh, our lives. You might want to change your Bible reading habits a little bit in order to spend a little bit more time at the end of your uh, time of reading the Bible, whether that be on your own or in your small group or wherever, it, or missional community, wherever it might be, to say, well, just for a few minutes, let me really think about what I'm going to do in response to what I've learnt, rather than simply end with the knowledge of the things that we've learnt. What other things did perhaps you talk about in, in your group a few moments ago? Things that you could do to plant a seed of listening and doing. Who's got something to say? Yeah, Anna. Oh, I'll just shout it out. I think. All right, perhaps you better add. <laughs> Hello. Um, we've just moved house to a village called Grunsborough. Is this on? Yeah. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> some of you might have been here when we talked about it before, and we really felt like that's where... Um, God wanted us to move to and about six months later I think it is after waiting um, finally a house came up and um, so we moved in just over a week ago um, so one thing that we're going to start trying to do is going prayer walking twice a week just around the village um, in I suppose the hope and faith that we'll maybe have some conversations with people as we're walking that it will help to build relationships with people in the community so that's just a simple thing that we're going to try and start doing Brilliant, fantastic. Thank you so much. No, it is on. I don't know. Anyway. So that's a brilliant example of taking something that's relatively simple, not hugely overwhelming, that will fit in with their schedule. But honestly, imagine the difference it would make if you prayed for your neighborhood twice a week. That's going to make a difference. And uh, I don't think Anna and John will come in in a few weeks' time all like, oh, we're exhausted from walking around our neighbourhood doing the friend. Because that's not what God's calling us to, is it? Um, and then the same, perhaps some of you were talking about leaning into your, your key relationships. Uh, so they're talking about leaning into their, leading into their neighbourhood. Maybe you're thinking, actually, uh, do you know, I've, I've got to lean into God. I, I've lost that sense of first love with God. And, and as I begin this autumn, I've got, to, I've got to plant a seed that helps me to recapture that. 
So perhaps I'd say to you, what, what are the things that help you uh, connect with God? It might be walking, it might be music, it might be a hobby, something that you do that perhaps gets lost or rushed or squeezed out. And maybe God's saying uh, you need to recapture, to recover that. And it's not that you're going to spend all week doing that thing, but for a little part of the week or for a little bit of every day or for a little bit of a few days, I'm going to take that walk. I am going to listen to that music. I am going to put worship music on when I do the washing up rather than catch up with whatever else we might catch up with. Or I am going to put music on while I do the ironing. Presupposes anyone does any ironing anymore, but some people do. Ah, so I'm told. So so what is it? What what, what is it that helps you connect with God that that you could say, I'm going to plant a little seed. I'm going to do a little bit, but I'm going to do it regularly. I'm just going to keep going with it for a while. And I'm going to trust that the seed that I'm planting is going to grow into um, something. In this kind of leaning into key relationships, one of the, the conversations that we're, we're having in our house is how, how do we lean into some of our out relationships? So, so what does it look like for us to give that more time when it feels like, like we all do, that there isn't more time? Well, for, for us, it, it probably goes around a meal. We've got 21 meals a week. Uh, we're going to say we're going to have perhaps one less meal with people of faith and one more meal with people that perhaps don't share our faith at the moment. And that's not going to break the bank. It's not going to totally radically alter our rhythm. It's going to fit in with what we do because we usually find time to eat. Do you find that? You usually find time to eat in the day. Catches up with you eventually if you don't. Uh, and and so, so by attaching it to something that we're going to do anyway, uh, and, oh, I can't do a meal. This is not the big meal where you invite the dinner party guests round. It's not that, is it? It's just the normal stuff. The beans on toast stuff. The everyday stuff. Whatever you would normally do, you would do that stuff because that's the real life stuff that you're wanting to reach out with and connect with other people in. Let's think then about, for a moment, about living as growing extended families. We've all got perhaps small groups or missional communities or teams like worship team or lunch club team or whatever. And over the the years, we sense God building our relationships, bringing us together, uh, helping us become more like a family. So what, what could you do to help that group nudge a little bit more towards a family? Who, who found themselves talking about that? Great, that's encouraging, isn't it? Helen, Helen, sorry, didn't spot you there. Great. You shout something out? I'll bring the mic to you, but I'm not full of faith about it just at the minute. But faith as small as a mustard seed can move mountains. (laughs) Feels as though... We talked about um, living uh, and growing as an extended family, and a couple of things were that... Um, generally I text the house group once a week to say we're meeting up and what we're generally what we're going to be talking about so they've got some idea and actually I could do that at other times and not just when we're going to meet up and um, somebody else said about sending a card or a text to somebody who perhaps was in the community but has now moved away to encourage them where they're going and perhaps help them to see that, that God is still there if they haven't made any commitment of faith. And sending a text takes two or three minutes, mm-hmm. if not, not even that, really. Yeah. So okay. that was 
what we talked Brilliant. about. Brilliant. Great. Thank you very much. Even, even faster, depending on your texting dexterity. <laughs> but it's, it's a really interesting example, I think, that Helen raises, because we, we might tend to think it's a small group. I'm going to send a text out to remind them to come. Uh-huh. Because if, if I don't text them, they're not going to come. Uh, uh, and what, what we create is a group that's really focused on the task of when we're going to meet. But what about you text them and just say, how are you? What can we pray for? Or we're going for a walk on Saturday afternoon. Do you want to join us? It just creates a different sort of... Nancy, there you go. Yeah, well, just with um, perspectives, we're, um, we do several things with regard to prayer. Um, we pray on a Friday at um, uh, 1 o'clock onwards. So thinking about inviting more people to that. And um, also with um, Hannah Deves, who um, heads up Morph, we pray with her on a Thursday evening as well. So it's, I think, inviting more people to, to, to that for perspectives as well. Yeah, and that's a really fantastic principle, I think, about thinking about, I'm not going to do more, but what I already do, I'm going to invite some more people to it. Um, and one of the things that we've noticed how it can change the dynamics of time, on a Saturday afternoon, we're going to go for a walk, probably. Well, what a difference if you invite someone to join you for that walk. You know, it doesn't impact your schedule, it's not a great stress, but the benefits and the rewards and so on uh, can be quite considerable. Uh, an X factor or strictly? I'm sorry. So you could watch someone, uh, you could ask someone to watch it with you, couldn't you? It'll work even if you're watching Strictly. But you should be watching X Factor. But it will work. God will bless it. Because he's gracious and kind and loving. Uh, Rugby World Cup. All the rest of it. Great British Bake Off. See the... No end, no end to the possibilities of this is what we're doing and we're going to invite other people into that Uh, and it alters the dynamic of our relationships uh, significantly if we'll do that regularly over a period of time. And then lastly, loving, loving celebration and community. Traditionally, uh, we've loved celebration. Uh, most of church life has been built around celebration with community on the side. We're trying to address that uh, balance as we journey forward together. And so, for example, uh, some communities might say uh, on one Sunday morning, we're going to meet as a community rather than meet in celebration. I'd encourage you to think about that, especially if as a, as a community you're thinking, there's no time for us to meet. We have no time in the week. There is no opportunity perhaps to take some of a Sunday uh, to do that. So some communities will either not be here for a whole Sunday once a month or come in for the, the preaching and not bother with the music worship stuff or, or come in for the worship stuff and then clear off as soon as I get up. So it works both ways. Uh, and, uh, but but it, it's about saying we need a balance of both things. We, we need all of it. It's not either or, but we need and and both. And it's finding creative ways of, uh, uh, of doing that and engaging um, with that. Did anyone find themselves talking about, talking about any of that? The other thing you could think about is coming to celebration as a community. So there's a sense in which you come together, whether it be a missional community, a small group, whatever, you're coming together. And now you could do that a number of ways, either by meeting beforehand, uh, sometimes people use the time before the main service starts, or they meet together afterwards for lunch. And there's a sense in which you're doing it 
but you're doing it together, both emphasizing celebration and community. Now, I think all the things that we've talked about, and probably if we carried on the conversation, more ideas would um, emerge, and I'd encourage you, if you're thinking I've got some good ideas, stick it on Twitter, stick it on the Facebook, stick it wherever where people are going to see it, plenty of places to do that. Uh, And it helps generate ways in which we can plant relatively simple seeds that don't seem so overwhelming or impossible or unattainable. And we plant them in faith because God promises something about growth, doesn't he? It's like built into the fabric of the universe that healthy things grow. You can't stop it. Even the weeds in your garden, you can't stop them. They just whoosh and they're off. Because it's kind of just inbuilt into the way things are. And so we're looking to cultivate rhythms where we really help one another um, to, to, to do that. Uh, so, yes. Yeah, please do. Sunflowers. And, thank you. And, um, but they started to bow their heads when the wind t- took them. And I thought, oh, my sunflowers, my sunflowers. And so <laughs> I had to get my grandson round, and he drove great big stakes in to support them. And, and, and I think this is what we've got to do, is, to remember is, is the support of one another. Um, Absolutely. And, and those who are just beginning growth to support them. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Very timely. And a reminder to us that as we develop these rhythms and as we share with one another about the things that we're going after, we're there for one another. It's a, it's a lonely world and we're called to be different. And uh, uh, we can all put a stake in the ground for someone else's growth, can't we? Do you know? Uh, and, I, you know, just thinking about what Barbara was saying, I think probably all of us could think just almost off the top of our head if I said to you, so who, who is it for whom you should put a stake in the ground? Most of you will have someone in your head right now. And that's an indication, of perhaps, of what we, should be, uh, what we should be doing as we lean into some of our, our key relationships. So, no, no knee-jerking. No, I'm going to go to everything that's been announced this morning. I can't wait to get on the website and go to all the other things that they haven't talked about because there wasn't any time. No, I'm going to plant loads of different seeds. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do the other. You'll be absolutely exhausted by Wednesday, and by Thursday you'll feel defeated. And on Friday you'll be back to normal, and on Sunday you'll come in as if nothing's happened. But, but what's the one thing? Yeah, what's the, what's the thing that you really could go after? Yeah, I could, I could do that. I could actually plant that seed. What one thing? And I'm going to make sure that I do it in a way that means it's not a five-minute wonder. Honestly, don't decide tomorrow morning. I'm going to get up an hour and a half before I usually do to read my Bible. Five minutes would be a really good start. Yeah, If you're reading your Bible for an hour and a half before you go to work, then God bless you. Do an hour and 45 minutes. Stretch it out. But let's understand where we are. One thing. And it's got to just fit with your... Now, I'm not suggesting you don't have to change your rhythm and sacrifice your rhythm. Of course. But unless it's part of our coming and going, the beautiful verse that we miss in English um, at the end of Matthew's Gospel, when Jesus says, all authority in heaven has been uh, given to me, go and make disciples. 
Literally, in your coming and going, in your ordinary life, have a rhythm of the ordinary day where you're making disciples and doing this stuff. And it's a brilliant reminder not to leave our lives behind and go off and do something, but we're called to do the something in the ordinariness of our lives. Let's pray together.